Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Portals. My name is Pastor Nathan Cassis, and we are back. We are back. We are back. Coming off a very, very strong and powerful Portals Live episode that was uh, hosted on Facebook Live. So if you didn't get a chance to watch that, go ahead and watch it. But uh, we had an amazing time on Sunday night. And we're back now to give you the podcast version of a continued discussion that needs to be had. But before we jump into that, I would like to introduce our guests. Well, not our guests, our star panel, I call them, because they're on every week and they are the Portals team. So please make uh, Pastor Tony Cassis feel welcome. I am here, everyone. And, of course, the one. The only. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass her. Also, Dr. Robin Cassis is here. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, hi. Ready to give us those gems straight from heaven? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe the gems will come from the heart tonight. Oh. I pressed the wrong button, but it's okay. Yeah, birds will begin <laughs> to sing. That was meant to be a gem. That's not a bird. That's a cricket. But you are the gem, Dr. Robin. And you've got a new pillow to prove it. Yeah, gem queen. you got a gem queen pillow. i just got to say, everyone on Sunday night, when you should have been asking questions, you were too busy talking about the pillow in the background. Oh, really? So just uh, <laughs> putting you on blast for that anyway. Oh, could it be seen? Could yes, it, it could, could definitely be seen. And people were asking where the design came from and who did it and how can they get one. <laughs> okay. Talk Boutique coming soon. Okay. When it's we come out of this, scene. when we come out of this, shut down into our breakout talk boutique. But speaking of that, we are now going into our eighth week. Oh gosh, I believe that's right. Eighth week, Pastor I, Tony. Eight weeks. Eighth week of being in isolation and shut down. It's too much. And if anyone ever thought that this didn't feel like a lifetime, you are wrong because it feels like a lifetime. Three lifetimes. It does. It does. And, um, you know, we understand that a lot of you are listening and, you know, um, you're watching and you're tuning in. And, yes, like, you know, we're all building up one another in faith and encouragement. But on Sunday night we did something new and something that was fresh for us. And I think it was really, really good. We addressed people's fears. You know, we wanted to face them head on, not run from fear, but face it, you know, head on. And so we took a lot of live questions from people saying like, you know, I'm afraid that when I come out of this shutdown, you know, um, I won't have changed. My relationship with the law wouldn't have deepened. I'll never work again, things like that. And so we took time to answer those questions. So again, if you haven't watched it, I would just encourage each of you to go online to Talk New York Facebook page and look at the Portals Live takeover for the Sunday service video. It was very, very powerful. But tonight... I think we... What did we call it? It was just Portals Live takeover. We didn't really I give it... Didn't we say you are what you eat? Yes, that's what that's what it was. You are what you eat. Because we learnt... Very good, Dr. Robin. We learnt that the butterfly, because that's been our model of faith for this season, takes in what it eats is how it produces its wings. And yes. so we know that what we take into the cocoon will determine what we are when we come out of it. So yeah. that was a how very, fly. very, very powerful statement and very important gem. And that was given by 
Dr. Robin Cassis, of course. And uh, we, like I said, we were able to address some really, really, you know, strong but needed questions that people were asking. You know, some people were even asking um, that they feel actually more safer in this shutdown because they don't have to deal with confronting or, you know, dominating relationships. And so this shutdown has actually given them, you know. Reprieve. Yeah, like sort of safety and how do we address that? And I, I'm not going to go into that now, but I would again just encourage everyone, please go to Facebook page, Talk New York, and look it up, watch it, because it is a much, much needed resource for this these yeah. moments. I think that um, that can be so dangerous because uh, too much of a good thing is not good for you. Wow, so true. Isn't that right? Mm. Yeah, like uh, in isolation you think, oh, well, I get to do this, I get to be with my family, I get to do this and I get to do that. But that usually should be a blessing. It, after a while you don't want it to be just a continual thing that it becomes uh, just a habit or rigmarole, you know. Do you yeah. understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, just monotony. It just it's yeah. not exciting anymore. So yeah, that was a very powerful, powerful um, portal live that we had. And like you just said, Dr. Robin, um, we don't want our isolation to become, you know, a comfortability thing. But we don't want to lose what we get. See, some some people think, well, that's the time just to to be around family and, mm. and, you know, and that's great. And then also around uh, flatmates and, and such and we've never got on and suddenly we're getting on. Okay, that's all exciting. Mm. But if you just overdo it, yeah. then, the, you know, you go too far, you lose it. You yeah. lose the luster. Yeah, very you true. You lose the, the blessing of it. Very true. So to know when to stop. Mm -hmm. mm. And also um, something else that we don't want to lose, and again, just encouraging everyone is, you know, we love doing portals live, but, you know, the podcast is our first and foremost primary medium to yeah. reach you guys. And I just want to just encourage everyone that we've added another three countries to our portals live audience. Tell us. Which so ones? we are welcoming Spain. We are welcoming Italy. And I'm going to pull up the other one. These are all that I've prophesied to, by the way. Correct. I know. I was thinking that today. And Japan. And Japan. That's another one. Another one I prophesied to, Correct. by the way. Correct. I know. It's crazy. Every time you prophesy to a country, we seem to add them to our listening list. So Chile list. and Argentina, they're all coming up. I believe so. Let me go through the list quickly. I'll pull it up on my phone just to encourage everyone how this is an evangelistic tool that the Holy Spirit is using. And we seem to be reaching the world at the moment, which is great because a lot of people need to be encouraged by what's being said on this podcast. And while we're waiting, while my phone pulls up the stats, we just want to give a shout out to the beautiful Shania. Tell her that we miss you. Hello, <laughs> Shania. We miss you hosting and we love you and can't wait to see you again. Okay, so we have, let me go through the nations. We have Spain, Italy, Japan, Chile, Bahamas, India, France, Mexico, South Africa, Vietnam, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Germany, the Netherlands, United Kingdom, Tanzania, Canada, South Korea, Malaysia, Australia, and the United States. And wow. We, we don't have New Zealand. Nope. 
So there's a challenge. If you're from New Zealand or you know someone in New Zealand, you need to send this pod, 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 podcast to someone in New Zealand because they need to hear it. Because there's a lot of things that are going on in New Zealand where they need to hear clear prophetic direction and encouragement and hear what God is saying and not what the media or government is saying. And with that being said, we're going to go into a break. We've warmed up. We're ready. We're going to come back after this break and these quick announcements and get into the topic of tonight, which is the hidden fear and what that really is and how we can still live in faith, but we all have this hidden fear underlying that's trying to speak louder than what our faith is saying. And how can we work through that, not run away from it, not get out of it, but work through it? Dr. Robin is going to take us through. Maybe we need to um, recognize it. That's what will come out of it. It's already started, ladies and gentlemen. All right, go on a break, come back, get your notebook, get your pen, get your cup of coffee, whatever you drink, sit down and get comfortable because we're about to go into portals land. Hey, Talk New Yorkers. We are conducting our Connect Groups online this Thursday at 8 p.m. through our virtual Zoom chat. These chat rooms have been provided to us by the Lord, and yes, we're having it week by week, and we encourage everybody to stay connected, even though we're socially, you know, uh, isolated. Stay connected. It's worth the fellowship. It'll keep you encouraged. Pastor Tony and Portals. <laughs> Turning the volume fader Bottles. down right now because that was really, really bad. It's all right. We'll get a bit of diaphragm support in the next one. All right. So we had a little break. We've come back. Dr. Robin hit us with that powerful challenge before we entered the break that this hidden fear that we need to maybe recognize it and stop running away from it. Yeah. And so, Dr. Robin, um, I'm going to throw the floor to you quickly to just tell us what the Holy Spirit's been putting on your heart for this week because you have this prophetic season thing where I, 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 as your son, know this, but also as a minister that works with you, you know, straight and hand-on-hand, one-on-one, when everybody seems to be happy, you're like that Elijah where that, that weeping prophet comes in, and then when everybody seems to be weeping – that Elijah anointing again of being happy. So the Lord has put us some some discernment into your spirit this week. Solemn. So, yeah. uh, solemn, like a, a sobriety. Mm. And uh, so maybe just fill in the listeners on what God has downloaded to you so you can upload it to us. Well, it's mainly what the what, what I said about the hidden fear. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were to try and locate it, it would be maybe questions of uh, where is God in the picture? Um, with what's going on, mm-hmm. um, where is uh, is God in control? Is God big enough? Is God big enough? Mm-hmm. Does He have that last say? Wow! 
Wow. So you're telling me it's actually okay. I think it's all about God mm -hmm. before. The uh, fear was about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, on Sunday night we talked about the fear and it was all about people, what they feared, what they feared but mm -hmm. and what they might not do, what they might not be able to sure. do, sure. what they are not capable of doing, you know, and would they be um, – able to fulfill mm. all that God's wanting them to do. See, that's a fear all around people. This is something that maybe people are feeling about God. Mm, wow. So on Sunday night we were addressing more a self-anxiety. Yeah. But this is more an, an anxiety that's coming. Yeah, it's a God anxiety. You want to look at it. Now, I want to ask a question before we dive God. in with that. Um, we know that anxiety is like, you know, demonic and it's not a fruit of the spirit. But there is an allowed amount of... But, but you can have an anxiousness. Okay, that's so what we need to... it's not anxiety so okay. much. Just be anxious for nothing, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But with prayer and, you know, supplication, let your requests be known to God. Mm-hmm. You know, so God's got the answer, but um, I think you have to face uh, your questions. Uh, maybe not the questioning, the inquiring of God. Mm -hmm. Where are you in this picture? Where are you? Where are you for the church? So it's not a personal thing so much. Maybe it's more now on a corporate level. Where are you for the church, the true church? Where are you for it? Mm, wow. It's a very, very important question because it highlights, you know, we're trying to help people with this podcast mm. in trying to see where God is. Yeah. I think this is a question yeah. every person's got in their where, heart. Yeah, where yeah. is God in this whole, you know, trial? Yeah. And what's what, funny before and you said that. What is he doing for the church and for you as an individual? Yeah. And what's funny, before you said that, you took the words right out of my mouth. We've been saying and teaching at all our podcasts and all our messages and every time we get on, you know, a platform, see God in everything. Mm. But in order for us to do that, we have to ask, well... I'm going to be teaching that yeah. this week. Well, we, but but I, I, I'm asking, is the precursor to seeing him in everything, searching our heart to ask where he is? maybe not running away from that question. And just like you said to me in our statement before we got on here, uh, blind faith, you know? I think that, yeah. Like, well, yeah, real we faith it. maybe confronts the questions yeah. of the heart, doesn't, you know, run from them, but it, like David confronts them. Yeah. I think that we've uh, had uh, the time where we've seen God in everything in the peace times. Okay, this is good. It is very comfortable and very, wow, very come easy. On. Wow. And uh, what a luxury to be able to see him in the peacetime, mm. you know, in the flowers, in the trees, in everything. When but, I have my job. Yeah, but yeah. now we are not in the peacetimes. Mm. We're in some turmoil. We're in some times where it's not so much peace and it's like a war mm -hmm. between the light and the dark. And so, because uh, we haven't maybe practiced enough in the peacetime, uh, we might find a little hard in the wartime. The, the wartime. 
That was nice and crispy, that one. That's not to have a go at anyone. That's to No, but it's a, it is a spiritual reality that we need I, to face. I'm questioning my own self on this one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm a seasoned believer, so other people who are not fully seasoned believers, okay, and walking this walk, I, I feel for them because they might be having to face that question. Mm. And I think what you're trying to highlight, if I may bring some context here, is it's not that God is not in control or that he's not moving, but it's more like a... Where? Yeah, and it's more like the question that we're inquiring of the Lord is you see the evil, you see the corruption, you see the devastation, you see, you know, all the the darkness. And we know that light is stronger than darkness, mm. but we don't just want to know that as a theory. We want to know that as a reality. And we also, I totally agree. Yeah. And we also, you know, we know that the... The church is the heartbeat of Jesus. He loves his church. So, you know, um, we go beyond doing the personal thing now and we say, so where are you for the church? As a whole. As a whole yeah. in this whole situation. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. So, Pastor Tony, do you have some scriptural context that we can maybe, you know, search out so that we can back up this kind of inquiring? With the word of God? Um, what came to mind as Pastor asked me before we began the pod, the podcast, we were praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, came, it came, it brought back to memory Gideon and how the Lord mm. appeared to Gideon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gideon was in a situation where um, he couldn't um, thresh his wheat without Midianite stealing it from him, and mm-hmm. Israel was under oppression by the Midianites for eight years. Yep. And um, the reason why I chose this text is because when when the Lord appears to Midian, he says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Mm. And straight away Gideon says, if the Lord is with, with us, then why is all this happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he confronted the, the if question. Yeah. Now, is that lack of faith? This is something we need to address as well. Because there will be a lot of people asking this question that are listening, you know. Yeah, like where is God in all of this? Yeah, if God is like, you know, in control, then why is all this? Especially it, that it, word if. Yeah. And it seems like darkness is having too much say. say. Yeah. And there's no, you know, one answer. But the thing is with, with Gideon, he he was mixing the circumstantial um, facts, right, with mm. what he was feeling inside and this is what a lot of our our people may end up doing you know mm-hmm. like if god is in control then why aren't we seeing a demonstration of his power or you know his grace or his authority and you know we're going to try and answer some of those questions tonight but um i think believers mix unbelief and doubt and they put that in the same basket yeah we talked about that in the previous yeah. portal yeah. how doubt is doubting god's ability yeah whereas unbelief is more doubting your ability to let god do it or see god do it i um you. i yeah. i try and explain it in a in a sort of more simple way i believe that unbelief is the absence of faith right mm-hmm. okay doubt is when your faith is weak 
Yeah. Now, the well, reason, it's basically the same. Yeah. The, the reason why I say that is when when Peter started sinking uh, in the water when he was walking on water and he he began to doubt. It's not that he didn't believe. He believed enough to get out of the boat and walk on water. But okay. as as he's walking to the Lord, he, was he begins doubting. doubting. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't. Jesus didn't rebuke him for his unbelief. He said, "Why did you doubt?" Yeah. Exactly. So, so I don't think anyone ever got rebuked for and unbelief. Then, when, when Jesus couldn't do mighty miracles in a town, it was mm-hmm. because of unbelief. Okay. What that meant was they couldn't believe that he could do it. It's not that they could believe and were struggling. Mm-hmm. They, they already wrote him off. In Nazareth, because he was a son of a carpenter, okay. that was a big factor. They couldn't mm-hmm. believe he was a prophet. They couldn't believe he was a miracle worker, and he did very little there. So can I ask a question because – Maybe we need to clarify this because on the last portal we talked about the difference between unbelief and doubt. Unbelief means you believe that God is able no, in, no. A, in, a, in a way, but you don't believe that you're capable of seeing God do it through you or being able to be adapted to let God do it through you, whereas doubt because doubt think, is more addressed, you know. I Why think, did you doubt in your heart? Yeah, I think that unbelief, uh, when you say, uh, Lord, I believe, but help my Yeah, that's unbelief, where we came from. You see. And I think that uh, that is, uh, I'm at a place where I I can go this far, but I need more help to go further than this place mm. that I'm at. Doubt, I think, is… Um, I'm not at that place. I'm not at that place. Or are you yeah, saying it's the other way around? I think it's, to me, it's the other way around. When when the man said, "Lord, I believe," help my unbelief. I, I think it's better translated, "Lord, I believe," help my doubt, rather than okay. my unbelief. Okay. Well, because we need to clarify that because we told people different on the previous first, podcast. His first statement is, "Lord, I believe." Okay. And he's called him Lord. Yeah. yeah. Now, if he was he was without faith at all, he would not have called him Lord. Yep. And he would not have been able to believe, because remember, important. remember, faith is a a God thing. It's not a man thing. So when uh, when Thomas doubted, yep. See, I I see it a little bit different. Yeah, I think I do too. Yeah, when Thomas doubted, he that was a deliberate thing he said he unless said i put my fingers yeah less i do with it this unless i can see this whereas with lord i um i believe but help my unbelief that's not the same as doubt because thomas wasn't say saying to the lord i believe but mm. help my unbelief he he was unless i can do this i won't believe I can't believe. Do you understand? So I don't quite see it. The and I way think it's the do. same that what Pastor Robin's saying to do with Peter. When he's, that's why he said, "Why did you doubt?" Because Peter was saying, "I'm doing it. I'm walking on water." His focus, you know, it wasn't. Maybe, maybe it's a difference of opinion, but to me, it still is the same as what we said. I believe more unbelief is to do with you saying, "Okay, I believe that you're able to do it, God." But I'm not at the place to see you do it yet or to understand how you yeah, can do it. So you've got to get me there. But doubt is I've given you uh, first I don't step. see you doing this, God. You know? I don't see it as able for you to do it. Because and Thomas, the same thing. 
it's it's like I'm there at first step. Yeah, but you've got to take me to the second. Now mm. I got to get more to go to the second okay, step. Yep. But whereas with doubt, I don't think you're even but at the I first step. But I don't deny what you said either. Of course, I mean that makes sense as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. But to me, um, doubt is unless I, unless I see and do, I'm going to doubt. I'm going to have doubt in my heart. So the focus is on, one is the focus is on, you know, the person. Yeah. Wow, we've already gone 14 minutes in. So before we go into the break, I want to clarify because, again, there's going to be a lot of people asking these questions. From you as our senior leadership, established ministers of, you know, 30 plus years, apostle prophet, is it okay for people to be asking this question, where are you, God? Because I um, think a lot of people, like Dr. Robin said in the start, they either rebuke it because they, they don't want to confront it and they don't want to fall into doubt. But maybe we should come to the realisation in our hearts that maybe it's okay to say, Lord, I believe, but help my mm, unbelief. Definitely. I think the, the word question is questioning uh, God's authority, God's ability, God's everything. But I always use the word inquire. Yep, yep. I, I need to inquire of you, Lord, where are you? Where mm. are you? Because where you are, I want to find you. No, I don't believe you're there. I want to yeah. find you there. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's powerful. And I think you've said in your um, communion with God course, when you question, you cut off a response. You but when you inquire, do. you open up a conversation. You open a conversation. You know? And yes. um, we see that uh, to do with uh, Paul on the road to Damascus, you know, when the Lord said to him, you know, Paul, Paul, like, you know, and he was actually calling, he was actually inquiring of him, like, what are you doing? He was, that opened up Paul to respond in a way. He wasn't questioning him. And so maybe that's a clarification that you need to hear tonight. If you have that question. That's good. Or if you have that inquiry in your heart, where are you, God? Um, it's okay. You know, God wants you to go through the process. It's like what we learned with counsel by God with anger. You can't just get rid of it. You have to go through the stages. Um because we need to come in with his perspective, sorry, come in with our perspective, but we need to leave with his perspective. So we're going to come in a little bit more on this, dive in a little bit more scripture, get a little bit more deeper when we come back. Just go and think about what Dr. Robin just said. I think that's really going to help you to start maybe. I think that's the hidden yeah, fear. Bringing mm. some of this into the light and allowing the Lord to touch it with his grace. We'll be back soon. Torque New York presents the official launch of Torque TV. A brand new way to watch Torque New York anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device. Commercial free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting torquetv.org and click the Watch Now button. Torque TV, equip, inspire, mature.
Sorry, cutting it straight off because we've got a lot to talk about. You should have been on the last one. <laughs> you, you jumped the gun. You left me hanging. It's okay. So before the break, we were talking about the questioning versus the inquiring and then how far we can go in our inquiry. Yeah. And so um, maybe Pastor Tony and Dr. Robin, let's explore that, you know, because um, how far can we go in our inquiring of God and telling him what's on our hearts without it going too far? Without um, crossing the line. Yeah. Obviously there's a line to be drawn, but, you know, and then I mean, David went pretty far. Let's be honest. He went pretty far. And, and if we cross the line, it's like we're putting Christ on the line. So, Pastor Tony, take it away. I mean, when you're one week into isolation, no, nothing much. Two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Three, uh, starting to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not cute anymore. Four, five, six. When you come to eight weeks and you still have people – telling you you can't you can't you can't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. obviously you might have started on a good faith keel a high yeah but now you know there's money running out there's tolerance running out patience mm-hmm. running out mm-hmm. um you know cabin oops, Sorry. cabin fever <laughs> the mic's running out <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um and so you start to question, you know, like why, why are we going through this? Why is God allowing this? What, mm. what is God doing in this? This yep. is all to do with the cocoon effect. Yeah, I think if you don't mind, it comes down to also you mentioned all those things, and you know, they're not the things that cause me to inquire. Okay, the things that cause me to inquire is. The church being stopped, the church being uh, shut down, the church being hindered, you know, that's Mm. the thing that I would say then, Lord, why? Where are you in this? Yeah. Where are you? You know? So so you're saying personal privileges are not the only things affected. Pastors honing in on... Public worship. Mm. Personal being, privileges uh, are not really more the concern of inquiring. We expect God. Them. Yeah, we expect that's first level. We expect yeah. expect them in a shutdown. But to But have, you don't have, expect churches being closed. Yeah. 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 So to have government agencies or government authority telling the church you can't meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you do meet, there are restrictions on it. That, in some states that's, that's for, shaky. They're forbidding public worship yeah Mm. and so that's why we have to ask the lord go back to the lord and say well what where's your hand and what are you doing yeah and especially because uh one is light and one is dark yeah and uh, you want to know because you're part of the light you must inquire where god is in this yeah it feels like one of those movies we where you watch. We know where the dark is in this, but we need to know where the, where the light, light is. is. It feels like one of those movies that you watch where, you know, there's sometimes those movies where you start out with seeing the good guy and then the bad guy presents itself, yeah. the protagonist of the story, and they go really, like, deep into the bad guy's character. You see all of their, you know, basically everything that that person is capable of. And... 
the writers do that in a very, very structured way. But then you start to question yourself in yourself when you're watching the movie, wait, is this going to actually end up with a good ending? Like, you know, you start yeah. to think, uh, yeah, is yeah. this guy too What's much? What's the end going to be? You know, and you know that the good, and then you hold on to that, that, you know, cliche, oh, well, you know, good always wins in the end. But then you really start to question in your heart, well, is good going to win in this case? Because yeah, when evil true. starts to present itself so blatantly in your face, and so like, you know, it's like protruding right out in front of you, it does. It causes you to question, okay, well, is good strong enough to win in the end? And so I think that what you're highlighting is we are looking at it like that movie mm -hmm. where we've, okay, yeah, we know that light overcomes darkness. We know that God is in control, but there's a lot of evil presenting itself. But that's all the overall thing, mm -hmm. you know, but in the situation that the church is in, you want to know where the church is in this. Where's God mm -hmm. in this? For the church, where is he for the church? It, uh, you know, is he standing up for the church? Is, yeah. he, is he pushing through for the church? Is he Church of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Is he advocating? <laughs> and, is he fighting? And the enemy's ploy has been so cunning and so subtle like hang on a good drink uh with believers coming together for public worship mm -hmm. you know they will be accused of endangering communities like yeah. having no respect for life sometimes putting people at risk yeah and so it makes the church look bad if they're you know fulfilling a commandment of the lord don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves mm -hmm. we're told and so now the world is trying to say, no, this is bad for the rest of us. You guys meeting together is bad for us through this fear of contamination, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to see the Lord come through with a, a, a solution for this. Mm -hmm. It has to be a creative Listen, solution. We're thankful for cyber church, yep. even cyber ministry, cyber worship, but it's not going to replace... And Come it, on, say that. Gathering together mm. in one place in the name of the Lord. It's not. Yeah. And I think it, it's um, flogging a good thing. It'll become a bad thing. People will get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. So my question then is, in this movie screen script that we're talking about, where evil, you know, overall and personally has presented itself and we feel like the bad is getting too overwhelming – Usually in the script, there's a turning point. There's a climax that it hits before the good re-enters the scene as the saving force. So how do we see ourselves in this picture as the church? What's the climax? I think what um, what you said when we were just portaling, uh, sub-portaling, you mentioned about uh, the church would already know who he is, the Antichrist. You're talking about the end times, yeah. yeah. That's very important because a lot I of people could, could be, be thinking this is the end. You know, it's not the end. It's not. It's mm -hmm. a dress rehearsal. But but the I devil, like <laughs> the devil's playing for keeps. Yeah, I love what you said, Doctor Robin, on Sunday. You said this is a rehearsal for God. Yeah. But it's premature for the enemy. It's premature, but it's real for the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with it's like a false labor. You know, mm. um, uh, for the Antichrist to make himself known. Right now, mm -hmm. there's too many Christians who would be able to recognize him straight away. Unfortunately, there's a lot more Christians who go. would fall for the deception. 
That's right? true. If, it's true. If, especially if they come from a liberal church background. Yep. Because they're just going to go with the tide. They're going to go with the flow. You know, um, all of the moral issues that have been an issue in America and, and the whole world to do with Christianity, all you know, all the compromises, that's all. The humanistic going, gospel. All of yeah. that going, or everybody's going with the flow. Most of the, you know, the religious church is going with that flow. They will all be deceived. But for the remnant, mm-hmm. the church that is quite aware of, you know, what's going on in the world and the darkness that's coming up, because, Nate, you said, you know, it's like watching a movie, you know, you ask yourself, is, is good going to prevail mm-hmm. in the end? Mm-hmm. Well, the trend in Hollywood lately, the last 10 years, is that uh, <laughs> there's no hero yeah. and evil wins in the end. Come on, it's the that, truth. That's a form of conditioning too. That's true, that's true. But, you know, in, in history, <laughs> in history, Thank as God. far as the universe and God is concerned, God has the last say. Yes. Good wins over evil. Yes. Good wins over evil. Life over death. Come on. Health over sickness. Yeah. All of these things are part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we have to keep encouraging believers with. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, you know, the scripture says darkness may cover the world yes. and gross darkness the people, yeah. but you will rise and you will shine. Yeah. And the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. Yeah. You know, the scripture, rise, yep. shine yep. for the, you know, light, for has, the light come. has come. Yep. Yeah. And it talks about the gross darkness. Yeah. Now that could mean gross. I know just quickly. I know that personally because I used to have to sing that as an aria for my classical exams. It was from a famous composer. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. The people. That's it. But the Lord shall arise. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the gross darkness could mean like on mass, like all over the place, Mm -hmm. or it could be gross as in this darkness hasn't been experienced before. Mm -hmm. You know, when someone says, "Oh, that's gross," Mm -hmm. so I'm saying, so we're in that time now, aren't we? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think, and I think that the in the hearts of people, you know, that question, remember, said that hidden fear. Mm-hmm. In the hearts of people, it is more or less, um, we if this is not the end times, maybe the question's being asked, or show me in this where dark doesn't win mm. and where we see light in this. Lord, show me the not just even the evidence. Show me where I see the light in this, mm. where it comes through okay. in this. I get what you're saying. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not so much even the evidence. It's your participation in seeing. Yeah, where's the light. your participation? Where do I see you? Show me that this is not the end. Mm. Come on, because I want to know how to. I want to know how to correlate this with the previous portal that we did. Don't look out. Look up. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we think looking out is like, you know, believing the report of the of the world, which it is, and believing every other report except the report of the Lord. But I think we need to also dive into the fact that believing the report of the Lord doesn't mean you uh, overlook what your heart is going through and you just jump in with what you would say, Dr. Robin, blind faith. Yeah. Because that's not real faith. Because then you're really not believing, you're just naming it to claiming to claim it and you're just saying oh you happily ever after she'll be right like you know everything will work out in the end Mm. but you don't just want to be a part of a statement you want to be a part of the process of getting to that yeah you know more than just saying a statement okay yeah god's in control no no that's that's too too easy 
and it, it has no relationship attached to it whatsoever. It's just blind. And I think you come down to two things. You come down to uh, this is not the end and as a part of the church you need to see that, you want to see that, mm. you know, to be a part of the, uh, of what God is doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's that that is important. And, of course, um, if that that's the case, you also uh, you want to be a part of what God's doing, mm-hmm. you know. And the other thing is, Pastor, I really feel very strongly as the Lord's quickening things to me. Um, what is the purpose? What are we getting out of this? Yes, we've done the cocoon. We've done everything. But um, people need to see the difference between the church and the apostate church. Oh, wow. So you're saying... And maybe they've never seen that. That was a word that you gave at Season Casting. You said that there would be a polarising in the church between the the real church and the illegitimate church. Yes. And so... So, Dr. Robin, you're calling us to go beyond the personal effects. We know that there's a lot that is affecting us personally, you know. But as the church as a whole, we need to see the greater picture, a little bit more apostolic. Yeah. The bigger picture that what is concerning the Lord's heart is his church versus the apostate church in this this situation, who are are really on his side. Because, I mean, the scripture says, if my people. Mm Mm-hmm. The people of God, if they humble mm-hmm. themselves, if they seek th- uh, their face, the Lord's face, turn from their ways, he's not going to just touch their little world. He's going to heal the land. Mm. So I know as a part of healing the land, he touches their little world. But the emphasis is not on oh, their little world. Good. It's on the land. My God, that's good. Wow. Wow. You need two gems for that one. <laughs> yeah, I think as Christians that when we read that scripture, heal the land, we think heal our land, meaning no, no, our no. personal. But his first and primary focus is the land, well, the, and then it will be your land. And yep. it means that the church is the key Woo! and the answer to the land, to the nation, to mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. being healed. Mm-hmm. Not um, vaccinations, nothing else. The, not the church. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, against any of it. I'm telling you, the church is the answer. Yep. The church. Yep. According to the word of God, the church, God's people as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. the Gideon's army or whoever's part to play in it, you know, it has to be this way. Wow. So three minutes before we go on break again. So you t- you started with Gideon. So you said that Gideon said, well, if you're with us, then why is blah, 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 blah happening? Yep. So let's go back to that. Is the Lord, uh, that's where he allows Gideon to put out a fleece yep. to see mm-hmm. where God is. So maybe, let's, let's jump into that quickly. Is God in this hour where we're at as the church, individually and as a whole, to help us move from that unbelief stage where we have maybe step one, but we're not at step two. Is the Lord allowing us to maybe 
inquire of him and then put out some fleeces and not see it as unbelief, but more like a working with where our emotion and our condition is at that time. I'm asking. I'm sure there's a lot of people that we put in some fleeces out. You know, we were ask we were asking before about like you know what what's God going to do? Mm-hmm. Now, we just happen to be in our in our daily readings as a family mm-hmm. in the Book of Judges. Yep. And there's a pattern in the Book of Judges which I think the Lord wants us to learn from. Okay. Go ahead. When they were under oppression. Yep. And suppression, which mm-hmm. is what we're feeling now. Yep. Yeah. They cried unto the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is what the Lord's really wanting the church to do. I believe the Lord has shown me that He wants to give reprieve. He wants to give a break to the church. He wants to give the church another stepping stone up. Okay. Right. Mm. But He has to hear a cry come up from the church. So, you know, like, and I'm talking about the people who are not happy with restriction. You know, they're not mm. happy not going to church. They're not happy mm. um, staying online. Okay, wow. They're not happy with not being able to touch your brother or your sister and, yeah. you know, like greet them, Saying hug this them. doesn't do it anymore. It just doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. And I believe this is the remnant. Again, you okay. have churches who are going to go with the flow, do whatever yeah. the government says, yep. yeah. and then you have the wow. churches whose government is from heaven who, are, who are not going to... Yeah, um, that's right. And if and if we cry out, because yeah. Pastor mentioned the apostate church, yep. but there's an apostolic church. Come yes. on, yes. And I'm not talking about the denomination. The no, no, no. Church. I'm talking about the, the those churches who follow the apostolic tradition. Yeah, that's been. This is the church that's been alive throughout every generation. Yeah, come on, let's since, talk about that since Pentecost. Yeah, and they went through all the dark ages. There was always a remnant, a remnant, a remnant. Yeah. Now here we are. We're 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 in. You know, this situation where when we cry unto the Lord, yes, he will hear our cries. This puts us into Revelation where the angel mixes fire from the altar with the, with the prayers of the yeah. saints. Yep. Yep. And then he throws that censer down to earth. Yeah. And this is where we're at. We need to let that incense go up in praise, in worship, in crying out, Help. Mm. We're not happy with this anymore. Mm. Get us out of this. Cocoon. And you know what? Which is quickly becoming a jail. Yeah, and you know what? Before, because this is where the cocoon now becomes too much past its expiration date. Yep. And where God is saying, don't you want out? But it's funny because, again, Dr. Robbins taught us the Lord already knows what he's going to do, but he he puts the desire in us to push him so that we become a part of the process. Yeah. It's like it, with prayer. He already knows. Yeah. Where prayer is not for him, it's for us. It's for us. So that we know that God is, you know, in tune with our desires. But you said something very important, and I want to highlight that. Yes, we need to cry out, but I, I look at the prophets of old, and they always said to the Lord, aren't you tired of your children being afar off from you? They always took on the Lord's case, you know what I'm saying? They made it, yes, they made it personal. Lord, we're tired, but more. Aren't you tired of your church Being not tired, gathering? Yeah. Aren't you tired of your church, you know? And so, so you brought it on, you brought it back to a personal level yeah, with the Lord. You make it about the Lord mm. and what's being done to him, you know? Because um, it's very easy to get into uh, bitterness when we make it about us. But 
I've always heard Dr. Robbins say in her courses, when you make it, when, when you make that, you know, personal about God and then he takes the battle personal because it's being done against him. That's when that man of war stands up. So it becomes your enemies, my enemy and my enemies, your enemy. And I think it comes down to, um, you know, we, God wants us not just to, for him to do it all, but we're to, to participate. Yeah. Somehow we are to be participating, not just watching. I think I used to have a little statement where I said, uh, don't be a spectator, a be spectator, a but be a participator. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's where that comes, doesn't it? Yeah, we, uh, we've done a lot of spectating um, in our Christianity, and uh, maybe he is inquiring of us as mm. well as us inquiring of him. Jesus! Wow. See, uh, do we have any time? For so, so that would we mean have to come back? We have to go on a break, back. but we're yeah. going to come back because we need to dive into that. Because there's two cries, Pastor Tony, from what you said and what Dr. Robbins just said. There's a cry about, Lord, I'm tired. But the deeper cry is, aren't you tired? So maybe it's like I said, as I just finished, mm -hmm. it was uh, we inquire where he is, but maybe he's inquiring, well, where were you? Oh, my Lord Jesus. And with that flesh-burning fact and truth, we're going to go into a break and we're going to let you inquire of the Lord because maybe he's pushing you to find out where you're at because he knows where he's at. Mm. So we'll come back. Hey everyone, Deb here. We want to make sure that you all are aware that this Friday we have Council by God's final session at 8.30 p.m. May 1st. So please make sure that you hop online to Facebook Live and make sure to share that link with your friends and family as this is the, the final one and it is for free. So we want to make sure everyone knows about it. We thank you all and we can't wait to see you in person. I'm playing the flesh burning sound effect, folks, because we have subportaled and... What we are about to hit you with is a bit controversial. It's going to require some real, real gumption to listen through this segment, but listen through because we're not here to entertain. We are here to transform. And so we were talking in the sub portal, Pastor Tony, about, well, before we went into the sub portal, we were talking about the Lord taking it personal. Mm -hmm. And I just want to bring up a scripture that I found just to back this up. Uh, it was David, of course, my faves. Um, who was a prophet in his own way. And uh, David says here, Oh God, do not remain silent in Psalm 83. Do not turn a deaf ear. Do not stand aloof. Oh God. That's a pretty big statement. Don't stand aloof. Uh, see how your enemies growl, how your foes rear their heads. They plot against those you cherish. Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation. And then I want to jump down to here where David says, uh, May they ever be ashamed and dismayed, verse 17. May they perish in disgrace. Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the most high over all the earth. So what I get from this scripture here is I see David saying, take it personal. 
Like this is not against, God. yeah, this is yeah. not against Israel anymore. This is against you. These yeah. nations are laughing at you. They're mocking you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was in Sydney uh, at a, on our recent holiday, the Lord said something to me before we left. He said, Nathan, when you take the responsibility personal instead of the battle personal, then I'll take the battle personal. Yeah, I think that's good. You know what I mean? And we always we always want God to take our battle personal before, like Dr. Robin said in the previous segment, us getting involved mm. in seeing the light, mm. not just quoting a statement, but being involved in the actual process. Yeah. And uh, so I really think that that is a powerful that's, scripture. That's being part of the army. Yeah. You can't well, be, we are the light. We are the light of the world. So <laughs> You can't be in the army and then uh, sit back in your barracks when you, when you should be in the front line fighting. Jesus. And, I mean, we saw that with Gideon, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's – so just establishing that, again, just to remind people of that scripture, uh, Psalm 83, you can look it up for yourself. But we were talking in the subportal about some, you know, pretty strong statements. And I want to jump back into what we said in the – couple of segments back where you talked about um we know that this isn't the end it's rehearsal and rehearsal is always as a choreographer i can tell you rehearsal is always given to fix mistakes yeah so you've got more time to fix something that's off yeah. so rehearsal is be encouraged that this is rehearsal god's giving us more time to fix some things mm -hmm. that aren't lining up in timing but um you were saying that we know this isn't the end because the man of sin would be too easily recognized yep. in this moment of time. I want you to, I want you to I want you to unpack that so that people can understand the power of that statement. Yeah, um, again, eschatology is such a big subject. It is. And there's so many different so schools. So liberating but statement. Yeah, so many different schools of thought, but you know, um, obviously if the man of sin was to be revealed now, yep. the the church the, the church that you know houses the Holy Spirit, the temple of God, the apostolic church would would recognize this is the man of sin. Mm. This is why Paul says the man of sin cannot appear unless there's first a great falling away. So there has to be a separation. Yeah, and so this great falling away is you know what, what we would deem the apostate church, mm. um, literally separating from there the true go. church. Mm. This is, again, the parable of the wheat and the tares. Remember the, yep. that, that wheat and tares, these wheat and weeds, they they look very, very similar until harvest. They, yeah, they do grow up together. And, okay. Mm. Yeah. And so that's why Jesus says to the angels, don't, don't reap it just yet. Let them grow together. Mm. That's so okay. good. Okay. And so... This is why so they, God is actually letting the like, apostate church grow. Yep. Wow. wow. They look like Christians. They talk they like Christians. Us. They yeah, they even act like Christians. But there's going to come a crunch time when you know you will know that they're not truly yeah. serving the Lord Jesus fruit. Christ. Wow. Yeah. So you have to recognize. God wants you to be able to recognize mm. who is the true and who is the false, not to judge, but to recognize. Mm. There's a big difference in, in recognizing. You're not called to judge people, but you are called to recognize what you're seeing. But that I fruit, came, yeah. yeah, and so I came back and I said to you. Yeah, that statement was, you need to say I it. And I said, uh, 
you know, you mentioned about the church and, and you mentioned about it. But look, when we're really beyond rehearsal, it won't be, uh, you know, uh, the the world and uh, the mainstream media and uh, all the deep state and everything else that's going on yep. out there yep. uh, and, and then the good side, you know, or the so-called good side. You're going to have a unity. People mm. are going to be fool, fooled by unity. Yeah, that's right. Not by division, by unity. By Jesus. By unity. And then for the church, there has to be a separation mm. and a dividing between who's on the Lord's side and who isn't. Wow. You see? So that's, to me, uh, a measure or a barometer of when you know you're coming to that place mm. where someone is trying to seduce you, not threaten you, My but Lord. seduce you into believing a lie. So what you're saying is a sign that we need to recognize is that there'll be a unification. Unification. Um we know it's unification, it's not unity, because unity is Jesus. But there'll be a unification in the world between... We always talk about the separation of church and state, but there'll actually be a unification when the man of sin reveals himself yeah. Yeah. through yeah. the apostate church and, and the he state. And will, he will seduce people into believing Yeah, he is good. It will be his peace that draws them in. Not, not his war. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Not at first, but yet, the, but yet, yeah, not at first. That's important. But then what you said, which I think we need to really just rehash and catch, is the war will be between the apostate and the apostolic church. The real believer versus... That'll be where the war is. My Jesus. Wow. But also, um, yeah, also there's this situation where a world religion is going to arise, yeah, yeah. which will comprise of various religions yep. and they will all declare they're worshipping the same God. It's, it's the one. Mm -hmm. And the true church is obviously going to reject that yeah, because they know that the God of other religions mm -hmm. and he is will not the God of the Bible. And he will begin to separate us from yeah. that. It has to be a separation from this you know, and, and, and you will know, you will discern, you will be able to. And people uh, will have the Holy Spirit that will discern this. And so um, at the moment, there's conflict, you know, and, and it's yeah. got to come to the point where the conflict becomes a false peace mm, and security. Yeah, it'll be like and like we always say the fake news versus the real news. Yeah. But when that time comes, you'll turn on. Doesn't matter what channel you turn on. No, you'll turn on. They'll all agree you know, together. NBC, Fox, Al Jazeera, BBC. What it, they'll all be saying: this is the man. They'll all be. It'll be his peace that unifies the world. It'll be his message. Yes. Yeah, at first. At first. And then. Then his true colors yeah. will be so, totally revealed. If I may, like what a lot of believers miss is that there's two beasts yes in the end yes, yes. one is a religious beast yes one is the governmental beast yeah there you go 
And the religious beast is the one that goes and unifies the whole world under this apostate church. Yeah, the mm. false gospel. And, yep. and once that's done, then the governmental beast, which the woman rides on, mm-hmm. will turn on the religion, mm. destroy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you'll have that, you know, church and state or one world worship system. Yeah. Which is what we call the mark of the beast and yeah, worshiping yeah, yeah, yeah. the image. Yep. So we're not there yet. Wait, let me just disclaimer for people that are listening that might not be a part of our, you know, theological, you know, round table. Yes, we believe the book of Revelation is l- literal. We do not believe it's symbolic. We do not believe that that because there's th- there's this schools of thought out there and many famous ministers will go by this school of thought to say that the book of Revelation is something that's symbolic that was used by John to reveal who Jesus is, oh. the king on the white horse. We actually believe that the events of Revelation, just I want to put that out there so everyone listening can know our faith statement. We believe that it's literal. It's going to take place. There's going to be an antichrist. There's going to be a mark of a beast. This is not the millennial reign. Okay, (laughs) Nero was not the antichrist. Okay, I'm not not trying to be disrespectful. What's that view called again? You taught that in, uh, yeah, you taught that in the beginning of the end. And then there's the, um, a millennial. What's the millennial one? A millennial. A millennial. Yeah. We are not in the millennial reign of Christ, Thank folks. you, if my you, Jesus. If you are under that um, delusion, please pray. Because <laughs> if you believe Satan is bound in this world and that the church is reigning, not even symbolically does that make sense. <laughs> I don't see a victorious church. I don't see a lamb lying down with, with a lion. And this is all the, um, the attributes of a millennial age is when when there is no more swords, yeah, yeah. they turn their swords into plowshares. Uh. Um, and again, I'm not mocking anyone. I understand that you can read it either way. But you know, Revelation is a book full of symbolism, but you know when John's being symbolic. You know when he's talking about a future event. And this is all theology. And that's why I keep telling our students at our school, mm-hmm. you can be a mighty prophet, but if your theological base yep. is off. out of whack, yes. y- y- your prophecies are not going to work. You know, yeah. I think it comes down to the fact that… Um, your prophecy is as good as your theology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's well, a good thing. That is the truth. Yeah. Because let me let me let me link these two events. Because last Sunday I talked about, or I think it was the Sunday before, that when when the accuser of the brethren is cast yes. down, yeah, yes. you talked about Michael casting him out of heaven. Right? That's when the man of sin will be possessed by the dragon. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that he's still the prince of the power of the air. He hasn't been cast down yet. Yeah. Because he's full of accusations against the church. Come on, that is so encouraging. Even though it's a bad. Remember, John. Uh, John said the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. Now, for those of you who are in the millennial age, <laughs> I guarantee you've been hearing accusations against yourself, yep. against your Say family, it. against other people. The accuser is still very alive and well. Yeah. But even prior to that, Pastor, when John first sees the woman. And he describes who she is, and then he sees the dragon. But the dragon, he moves his tail, and he takes a third of the stars, yep. yeah. and he casts them down to the earth. Yeah. Yep. Now, again, theologically, some people say, well, that was Satan, Lucifer, Satan, yeah. 
you know, he he convinced a third of the angels. Yeah, and yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. They used yeah. numerology to line up the numbers and think no, it was. The, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. One third of the satanic realm did not leave heaven. Don't right? make up mm-hmm. stories of the Bible. We're not the told the numbers. Yes, we're, we're told it's in the number of angels is innumerable. Yep. Okay. Yep. But the stars could also represent believers mm. and i believe on, personally because remember the lord said to abraham your children will be as the, the stars, stars of heaven yeah. yes we shine as stars yeah yes. we're yeah. told by peter you shine as stars yeah yes. so stars also represent believers yep now yep. think about it satan swoops his tail and a third of the church becomes apostate well oh. see what i'm saying so Sorry, I just pressed, I was meant to press the flesh burning and I pressed the portal. So. And another I think thing, you and, and, and press I, the gem button. I did, I did. I got to press another one. I, I, I didn't mean to make this a the, theological you know, it's discourse. Good. It's but, good. But you've got to understand. People need some good eschatology. See? I think people need to read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait, before you go into your deep theological truths, mm. I just want to bring us back to what you said because that is so empowering. And encouraging by the Holy Spirit. He's given us a barometer and a gauge. You just said, we know that that has not happened yet, where the dragon has inhabited that man who is the beast. And we've got to remember there's the false trinity. There's the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. So there's that three, right? Mm -hmm. The false prophet preaches the gospel of the beast, right? But what you just said really helped me because we know that that's not happened because the accuser is still in the air. Yep. The accuser is still everywhere. And yep. that is not going to happen in the next five years Thank or you, ten Jesus. years. It's going to take a bit of time, believe you me. Yep. It's, it's, we're not there yet. But he like, said a generation. He yep. said a generation. That's right. But generation, 40 years at 40 least. to 80 years. We're getting a uh, like a like a, a, a precursor to what's going to eventually happen with yeah. you know government overreach. Yep. Everybody, you know, subjected to this one world system. Yeah. So how much do you like personal it now? Rights of course you don't. <laughs> your personal rights being infringed on. Yeah. Come on. And so I'm it's saying a test to see where we're at. Can I say something? This has got to make you that militant soldier. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a passive soldier, you're going to be a militant soldier. I think it was Pastor Wendell who said, the Lord wants to raise up an army, but he doesn't want an army that's raising up to shoot themselves in the foot, but yeah. to shoot the enemy. And maybe that the that's what you said in one of the segments before we went yes. you know, into this. You said, we're inquiring of God where he's at, but maybe he's inquiring where we're at. Where we're at. So are we ready to stop shooting ourselves in the foot? Are we ready to stop shooting our brother or sister in the foot? Are we ready to point our gun stop at the enemy? Stop stoning our brother Yeah, and sister. start, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about guns, but is? yeah. And are we ready to find the enemy is the devil instead of each other? Sorry, Pastor Tony, we just got into a, a wind of the second breath there. So go back into what you were saying about Revelation. That's important. Uh, I've sort of lost. We were talking about how that man imba- embodies the yeah, uh, like when, when the power. The, I believe. The, I believe the event of when Michael casts the accuser and the dragon down. Yeah. That's when he possesses the man of sin, mm-hmm. and that's when the man of sin reveals himself as the Antichrist. He won't say, I'm the Antichrist. Mm. He'll say, I'm, I'm God. Yeah. He will, he will stop the temple sacrifice 
put up an image probably of himself mm-hmm. in the temple. But at this stage, the false prophet has gotten those stars that have been cast before the dragon mm. into the apostate church. Mm. See what I'm saying? And, and he's unifying the world under one religion, mm. under the guise of peace and unity and you know being yep. brethren. Yep. And so these are these are seductive words we're we're familiar with. And so we're not there yet. Yeah. We're seeing large denominations and church movements with non Christian movements unifying right now. We are. Yeah. We're yeah. seeing Chrislam. Chrislam. Like yeah. We're seeing Baha'i, Buddhism, yep. Taoism, Islam, and Catholicism, I'll say it, yep. all joining to try and bring about this peaceful unification of yep. religion. Yeah, yeah, yep. everybody, yes. And it's, you know, whenever you hear the word united, United Nations, the, the who, you know, uh, anything that you hear with the word united in front Don't. has big mm. connotations. Well, because... The truth of the matter is you can't have unity without Jesus because he's the spirit of unity. So without Jesus, there's no unity. It's really just unification. It's just man. Yeah. Man's opinion, man's ways. And so the true unity is through Christ. Yeah. It's where it is, through Christ. And so I I think going into the break, because I know we've hit you with a lot. I think one thing that you need to really hold on to out of this is – Remember, we started with that scripture of Gideon, but we moved into the scripture of the wheat and the tares. Now, he lets both grow at the same time. And so we are seeing signs of these world movements coming into play right now. But God's got to let the wheat and the tares, the church has got more growing to do. And unfortunately, but it's it's in the timing of the Lord to get us to that place. The wheat has more time, more growing to do, but so does the tares. I think there's uh, that something here that might help, and that is uh, in Ezekiel 37, mm. uh, the valley of the dry bones, and, and we always sing a lot about that and, and about life coming back into those bones yep. and, and the process of how that life comes back into the bones through the flesh and through the the sinews and, and the muscle, yep. and we know what that all means. If you don't, then um, we can teach you about that. Go on our Facebook page and watch Connecting yeah, the Dots, the prophetic that, process. Yeah, for yep. sure. And then when we get and we become completely ready, something else happens. He prophesies again, and we are too receiving that second spirit, breath yeah yeah that spirit of the second breath for one purpose now that we've made ready we need to become something more than just being made ready we need to become the army that's where we stand up and become the army mm. this is the process of getting us now to become the army push you into a corner you come out fighting so don't be alert. Sorry, don't be alarmed. Be alert. Be alert. Because an army is alert. And one be- one more thing, Pastor. I'd like to say, for me personally, um, you know, when the Lord comes, when the enemy um, is revealed, or wherever we are, if we're still on this earth, mm. Or if we go, okay, praise God. But if we're still on this earth, we will 
we won't be taken by surprise. Come on. We will have a discerning spirit within us because even now when certain things happen, I, I, something doesn't sit right in my spirit, I can't make it sit right. It, I have this discerning. So do you, mm, church. Mm-hmm. You have that same discerning and you need to know that the discerning of spirits is one of the most powerful gifts for the end times. Wow. That was a powerful segment. Don't be alarmed. Be alert. Get your discernment on. Get your boots strapped up because we're about to become the army. Yeah, we need to stand now and be a mighty army. No more sitting down in the dust. No more looking for reasons to shoot each other in the foot. It's time to get our weapons pointed against the enemy where they belong. Let the enemy be the enemy, not the church. Oh, Jesus. All right. We're going to come back with our last segment to tie this up. We have a question from a special guest. Deborah is going to join us and just ask a question on behalf of some people that we want to sort of maybe answer to calm this hidden fear. We'll be back shortly. Hello, everyone. Uh, Pastor Tony Cassis here, just getting online to invite you all to participate in the upcoming Prophetic Foundations course. Uh, The course begins May 6th at 7.30pm. Uh, We're doing a live uh, portion and we're also doing some um, video, pre-recorded videos. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be some activation. And so, uh, again, because of the way, uh, you know, the restrictions are, this is the best uh, way of us, uh, you know, getting to have our, our theology program up and running and continuing until the uh, the restrictions are lifted. So get online. You can get online. It's on Facebook. You can find uh, soap.org uh, or talk.org and 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 find the information we're looking forward to. I, I want to say this. This course is uh, a basic building block. Without this particular course, uh, we believe prophetic ministry will will you know uh, not be founded on the correct base. So it's a, there's a lot of uh, theological foundations that I implant into you as a student that you can carry on in your Christian walk and even in your, your ministry or your calling. It'll benefit any part of the call of God in your life. You've got to do this course. It's one of my favorite, if not the favorite. And it starts May 6th, 7.30 p.m. at Soap NY. Hello, everybody. Pastor Nate here, and I have two very, very special, spectacular guests. And they're here to tell us about a lovely program going on that we have on our Church Online program called... What's it called, guys? Kids Town! Kids Town! <laughs> Welcome, Karen and Levi. And now, Karen, we've been seeing that Kids Town has gone online and you're doing fun things with our Kids Town leaders. So, what did you do last Sunday? Last Sunday, um, I think we okay, learned about the butterfly. You learned about the butterfly. And what did you learn about the butterfly? Um. 
We saw a video from Annie Colleen. Mm -hmm. um, she showed us that the butterfly comes out of the cocoon um, very slowly. Mm, so we learned that our process with the Lord takes some time, right? It's not all at once. And you had a fun activity to help you learn that truth. What did you do, Levi? What was the fun activity? We cut on uh, the, the butterfly. You coloured the butterfly. And Uncle John, our prophetic artist from Second Breath Prophetic Art, ran a live art class, didn't he? Teaching you how to draw a spectacular butterfly. Was that fun? Yeah, and yeah. we cut it. Yeah. Um, I, I learned something from a movie. It's Micah's Super Vlog. And, um, and it... And in Ted and Merry Christmas, um, it said, remember the reason for the season. Oh, that's a good, good activation statement right there. Remember the reason for the season. So do you think that any other kids listening in or there maybe their parents listening in, do you want them to come and join you on Kids Town online? Even the ones we don't know. Oh, that's especially the ones that we want. And we can have you come online and do our Kids Town program where we do some worship and we have fun activities. And we, and we can pray for God. And we can pray for God. Well, that's a great statement right there. So join us on Sunday at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. right before our evening service. Bring your kids along. If you need more information, go to our Facebook page or go to our website. Our new Kids Town program will be up okay. with all the links go for to you to pick. Kids. What is it, Levi? Middle Kids. Middle Kids. Go to, oh, go to Middle Kids. Well, we, they don't sponsor this, so we're not going to support that. <laughs> it's all right. Anything else you want to say to the kids before we sign off? Yeah. Remember, um, uh, God loves you and he loves you very much. Oh, and what about you, Levi? And he made you special. Oh, that's God, even more. God loves you and he much, very much. Wow. God loves you and he made you very special. And we love you very much. And that's why we want you to join us. Go to talk.org for all the information and the links. And just making your parents uh, aware this is confidential. It's private. It's secure. Okay. And uh, we're working with the best technology to make sure that it's secure and that your kids are in the safest hands possible. And we thank you for trusting us with that. So God bless. We hope to see you. Get your kids involved. Kids Town, Sunday, 4 p.m. We'll see you there. Because it's definitely this time. Oh, I was going to say because it's not yet time, but it's out. It's time to blow the minds, but it's not time yet for the end of the world. No. So yeah, just making sure people are aware of that. So, oh my lord, what a powerful portal this has been! I, I believe that this one should be played in our theology schools when it comes to understanding the process of the end times, because so many people need clarification of that. A lot of people are teaching that this is the end. I mean, you've got the turn or burn preachers teaching that on YouTube. Then you've got the other preachers that don't even believe in the end saying like, you know, that... They, uh, they need to read the book of Revelation. Yes, they sure do. So um, following our, you know, way of doing things, our method from Sunday night, uh, Debbie had a really, really great question that we believe some of you have probably still got and have the like the same question on your heart. So we wanted to invite her on to um, ask this question and get some maybe leadership feedback on how to sort of not get her question question answered, but get the Lord's perspective on this question of her heart. Um, so Debbie, lean into the mic. Hello. Welcome to Portals. All right. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is awesome. And I'll give you a gem sound as well. 
There's been so much already exploding my brain, so yes. I feel like this is a small thing now. But um, just to clarify, I have a question. What's my part to play in seeing God in control? And what part of man's control is he allowing? Ooh. All right, let's dissect it. Thanks. What's my part to play in seeing God in control? Kicking it over to Pastor Tony to I start us off. I'll start oh, sorry, the Pastor Robin. Half. All right, you started off. I think that uh, what you said, what's your part to play? Well, I think we qu- we brought a lot of that in. Mm-hmm. That um, now that you've had that prophetic uh, that that word spoken over you, that that's made you alive again. Uh, that purpose was to make you ready for something, and now uh, you come, and now you become the army. Now, in the army, you um, must be about the army business. You must be about kingdom business. So you're about kingdom business. Mm. You're about seeing and not running from evil, but seeing things are light and dark good and bad, you're about all that now. You mm. see, you're not going to be about, uh, yes, I'm a Christian, now you're going to live that Christian life mm. and now mm. you're going to pay the price and whatever needs to be done and you're yeah. going to look foolish and all that and uh, you're going you're to make a stand for Christ where you before it was an option, now it's no more mm. option. Yeah. Yeah. I think the options are gone. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> if I can add something to that too, I think we've been training for the mission, but now we're on the mission. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's funny because he told the children of Israel, like, you know, get your sandals on, get your belt on, get your staff in your hand. Yeah, get ready. Now, if they hadn't stopped working mm. and if they weren't in isolation of Goshen, they never would have been in that place to get their belt on and get ready because mm, they would have been yeah. too busy being busy. So wow, we always sense. have to come out of this mindset. You know, it's like that story in the New Testament where two men are walking in a field, one's taken, you know, a thief in the night. And so behold, I come quickly. So it's very easy to forget that kind of mindset when you're living your normal everyday today Christian, you know, routine mm. of and so what Dr. Robin just said is the key. It has to be about kingdom, kingdom, kingdom now. Yeah. Yep. You know, kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Pastor uh, Tony. And the second question, let me come oh, in Pastor on, Robin, that. Again, on that. Again, just, and then you come in. Now, can you repeat it again? Because yeah. I have an angle here. Um, yeah. If it helps, I think the background of it is, uh, so the second part was, and what part of man's control is he allowing? And in the back of my mind, I had that scripture where Daniel was still under the authority of the king. But then he drew a line eventually about what he could eat. Yeah, eventually. His diet, yeah. Yeah. So there was a timing of drawing the line. I think rather than doing the physical thing Mm. straight away, it's a heart change first. Mm. Has to be the heart changing before your actions change. Ah. Okay, Okay, wait. (laughs) I'll go sizzle on the side. Yeah, I'm just going to put it on now. Anyway. Stay with what? us, stay with us. Is oh. that all you wanted to add on that one, Dr. Robin? I think that's yeah, powerful enough. Yeah, no, I think that, but I think now to Pastor Tony. All right, Tony Pastor Tony, don't, stop nodding your head no. You've got to answer the question. We ain't over. I really can't add to You can't go move the Pastor, car. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have nothing more to add from what Pastor's already said. She's spot on. Daniel purposed in his heart yeah. okay. not to defile himself. 
So yeah. purposed in his heart first. It was yeah. a heart act, heart, yeah. a heart motive before it became an actual. And action. then he, he sought a creative solution, and God gave him a creative solution, so that he was able to obey both. Mm. You know, um, that's beyond our thinking. God yes. worked that one through. Um, I think the church now um, is ready. It's mm. for action now. It's the army. Mm. Um, we can't be just sheep anymore. We can't be like that anymore, just going out into the pastures and eating the grass and going on. Um, Wish I had a sheep sound effect. You know what I mean? <laughs> going up on the high mountains to have all the emotions. Oh, come on, say this. I am because. You know, when you go up into the the high mountains and you jump from one mountain to the oh, other. Oh, Jesus. Wonderful, but you've got to come down to eat the grass. My Lord. You know what, Dr. Robin, you just hid something on, on the head. I'm not going to say who, but I was scrolling on my Instagram and I'm a worship leader, so I follow all these worship leaders, right? And as a worship leader, this ticks me off because I'm getting to the point where, okay, the high of the worship being in his presence, but if you don't come out, an army, if you don't come out changed, it's just songs to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting to the point where I'm sick of singing the songs and not having the transformation. Yeah. Because it's, only in, it's yeah. only in the moments that I feel transformed, not in the everyday living. Yeah, but you go to a you go to such a, a high. You go to a conference, you have a high. Oh, Jesus. And you're on a high for two or three days and then you come to a low. And you're back to depressed again. And then you're back down there. You've got to go down into the valley to eat the grass. But, look, we're called to be an army. Mm. And this is the reality now. And... I've got militant thoughts in me, and which I never thought Come I would on. have. It's a good word. You it's know? a good word. And that um, I've not got rebellious thoughts, but I've got militant thoughts. Yeah, it's and, good. and it's like a um, a confidence, a brave, a feeling of um, uh, confidence and overcoming mm-hmm. and boldness. And it brings a brave feeling to you, you know, like it's not like I'm just going to get presumptuously out there and get in their face. It's more to do with, no, if you put me in these places, Lord, I'm going to speak. And that's where, to answer one of the questions that um, one of our guys asked last week on the live portal, that's how now the change of focus and the change of approach and method comes to our industries and comes to our callings. We don't go in now anymore as, you know, quiet little sheep. No. We go in now as lions. Uh, what's because it say? the the because the, the goalpost of God must be taken with violence. Yeah, because the goalpost has changed. Yeah, and it means now we're not. I, I feel very strongly to say this to you: God doesn't want us to go back to way things were. Oh, that's we good. We can't. We have to go forward. Yeah. So the way things were, we were sheep. The way we have to go forward now is that we're an army. My Lord Jesus. And that means now, you know, we don't sit and eat grass. We start to take up our sword Mm. and fight the good fight. We can't fight it in the flesh, Mm. but we have to start fighting it in the spirit. Mm. We really do. This is not a battle with flesh and blood, but 
against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We've got to see this now. Yep. This is a fight, and it's not about you overcoming your emotions <laughs> and your insecurities. Sorry, I got deliverance. <laughs> and also your identity. It's about you behaving yourself and getting into the army of God. To fight the good fight. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, my flesh Something is burning. There, I'm just breathing it out. This it's good. When she said, "It's not about you overcoming your emotions." It's so true. It's not. I- I'm sorry, but as Christians, we've been so self-obsessed with our own world, we haven't realized that the world is in the state that it's in. Yes. And so, you know, I I totally totally agree that, you know. It's funny, we build altars for the Lord and then sometimes he takes those altars and he turns them into tables where everyone can come and eat from his presence and eat from his goodness. But we're going past that point in history. He's not turning it into a table anymore. There'll always be the table, but he's asking us to turn it into plowshares and swords. That's right. Because the table is not going to win the war. It's the sword of the spirit, you know, that will win the war. Wow. Pastor Tony, you have anything to add before we move into prophetic friends? Yeah, I was really blessed and I'm learning more than I'm teaching, so that's great. Come on, <laughs> hallelujah. That's good. And I think that um, if we get a hold of this, um, then we'll come out of this uh, not stumbling into blessings <clears throat> anymore. Talk about this. Not stumbling into God's goodness anymore. Or obedience. And, or even his blessing anymore, but we will walk in obedience mm. and in in blessing. And we will know. You'll say, well, how can, what do you, you want me to do? If you make a decision to be obedient, he'll tell you what to do and you'll receive the blessing and you won't always be dragging behind. Mm. You'll be walking ahead. Wow. Well, Debbie... Did that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> More than I How could ask for. I mean, there was like a whole like two pages worth there. Wow. Wow. So powerful. And I just hope that you guys Very are encouraged. Question. Very good question. And I know a lot of people would have been asking the same thing. So thank you, Deb. That was really good. Represented our people well. And I hope you guys have been encouraged by this. Uh, this was a portal that started out a bit somber, but mm-hmm. I believe that the Lord has used it in his wisdom, to bring us into that boldness of the Holy Spirit. Speaking of, we're about to enter into Pentecost, so it's like his spirit to just bring us around in this time. You said about a boldness. Now, I want to put a request out. I'm not going to give you a charge tonight. This is the charge. If you know someone around the world, Mm -hmm. a friend of yours, family, You need to spread this portals because they need it. Because they have the silent fear. My Lord Jesus. Yeah, Dr. Robin, you actually said that you were getting a vision of people, especially in Europe, having this question on their hearts. Prophetically, you were seeing that. Yeah, I'm seeing it. It's been an impression Mm. uh, all day today, all day. You know that I've been very solemn today. Mm -hmm. I've been packing and... I'm a witness. 
whacking at the plastic and anything I can. And the guys are saying, leave her alone, leave her alone. She's, She's in got prophetic things mode. on her mind. Something I call that your Elijah spirit. mode. Yeah. You're in Elijah go, mode. Yeah. Yeah. But those poor um, lights copped today, <laughs> I can tell you. It's all right. We understand that you are a powerful woman of God, but you're also a human being. Yeah. And the Lord knows your friend. Have to work things through, like everyone. Come on. That's the real faith right there. All right. We're going to go on a break. We're going to come back with our prophetic friends. But before we go on a break, I'm going to charge you, myself, like Dr. Robin, let's get some more countries in on this listening list. Oh, please. Come on. We've got more of Europe I to come in. I want one. I want hundreds. We've got more of Asia to come in. We've got more of the um, United States to come in. We've got more of South America to come in. We've got more of the Pacific to come in. And we've definitely got more of like, you know, all the other regions such and as like a New Zealand, Russia. I need to Russia come to come in. We've yeah. got some Russian people in our church, like, you know, Europe, like Yugoslav, come on, Bolivia, all those places. And what Let's about, get it out there. What about New Zealand? New Zealand too. Come on. Come on. There's some laws that have just been passed in New Zealand that's very, very hard for the church to handle at the moment. So they need to be encouraged that this is not over. God's only just getting started. So let's go into the break. We'll come back with our prophetic friends. Maybe you'll prophesy some new countries into our list tonight, Pastor Tony. We'll see. We'll be back shortly. We're going to go back in. <laughs> it's all right. Keep going. You blow it every time. Definitely tonight it's getting blown by all of us. It's all right. You were a bit off. Blow it every time. We need more nations to listen to this station. So do your activation and spread it to the nations. Hallelujah. Sorry, folks, that's the only jingle you're going to get from me tonight because... That's the only thing God wants to say. This has been a powerful, powerful, powerful episode. And I gave you a heaven of a lot of a jingle last week. If you need to listen to it, I'm going to put it on the end of this episode just again, just so you can hear it. But Pastor Robin, you said something in the break, and I think that's powerful too. You need to tell a friend that then you need to tell another friend and that friend needs to tell a friend and that friend needs to tell a friend. To get the you know, word the out. The key is if you believe in what you're hearing, mm -hmm. you'll spread it. Oh, that's good. And please listen. We want to reach the nations. So if you say, well, you know, my family or my friends, they don't understand because it's English. If you speak that language, then work with us, get online, contact us, and start translating portals into other languages. It can be done. We are ready to move, we are ready to be the army to reach. The whole world with this message, okay? It's not like it's never been done before. So if you speak Korean, if you speak Spanish, if you speak Chinese, if you speak Russian, if you speak Dutch, contact us at info at talknyc.org and we want to work with you to get portals into multiple languages so we can get it out there so people can be blessed and encouraged by the prophetic now, now, now word of God. This is what this is. It's a now, now, now word. All right, here we go. Ready to welcome some more nations? Pastor Tony, it's time for Prophetic Friends. I wish I had a jingle. I don't, so I'm just going to do this. <laughs> I need to make one up. Prophetic Friends. You have to make one up. Yeah. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit's put upon my heart Senegal. Wow. Okay. Okay, Africa. And um, there's a group of believers in Senegal that have been crying out for revival 
There is a drought in the land of Senegal. The Lord says to you, I'm going to break it. Um, I'm going to break and bring the, you know, the thunder and the rain. The, okay. Lord, the Lord says thunder and rain will be a sign to you mm. that uh, the heavens have opened up and I'm pouring out grace upon you, says the Lord. Now, wow. i got one more, but it's for uh, the northern beaches of Sydney. Okay. I really believe there's a movement amongst some of the surfing community in the northern beaches, and there's a young man, his name is Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's around 18 to 20 year old. Okay. I see him, he's, 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 he's a new believer, but he's on fire. And the Lord is saying to this Joshua that he has this ability to cast a net to the community that he's involved with and all of his friends. Mm. And there's going to be just a huge movement of salvation and revival in the northern beaches, says the Lord. So wow. a real chain of grace. Chain of grace. Powerful. And Joshua, if you're listening and that is that that word is for you and you are that person, please email testimonies at talknyc.org. And let us know because we really, really want to see that word, you know, become full fruition in your life and partner with you on to seeing it more than just a word but a reality. Pastor Robin? Uh, you can go next. Oh, you want me to prophesy? Yeah. Oh, sure. wow. I didn't prepare, but that's good because the Lord will speak through me anyway. Um, again, my word is to, because this is my jurisdiction and I don't want to stay, I want to stay in my jurisdiction, but my word is to those artists of New York that have been struggling with not being able to work and not being able to, uh, you know, do any kind of uh, jobs to bring in income. And uh, I just had that word that the Lord wants you to know, um, coming out of this shutdown, the Lord says, my children, my creative ones, my artisans, I've called you, but this is now the reason why I've allowed this shutdown to take place, to refocus your focus. And it's been too much on you and what you get out of the industry and not enough about what um, you're bringing to change the industry. And so the Lord says um, to you, my children, these three things, create an altar, turn it into a table, go beyond the table now and turn it into a sword because your art has to be for more than entertainment and amusement. It has to be for change and transformation. So I'm going to show you steps on how to do that, but I'm also going to show you steps on uh, reversing some of the things that you've already done to make it more than tables but swords, says the Lord. Okay. And uh, my word is very controversial. Okay, I'm getting ready. Because it's for China. And uh, I know that. At the moment, there is such a word to do with China. It's very disdain, and uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of reproach and mm-hmm. such. But I'm talking to the church in China, mm. that underground church. Uh, the move of the Lord is to bring you to the surface. So get ready. The Lord says, "This is not the end." You've been through much persecution and you've had to make very strong stands. But as I bring you to the surface, I'm going to make you shine. 
and there is going to be miracles take place mm. as a result of it. Know this, it is not the end, yet it is the beginning, says the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I had. Wow. So powerful. China has been waiting. The underground church in China has been waiting for that for years. But because of everything that's happened, very disdained, very much um, reproach, Mm. you know, Mm. very heavy burden on them. Big things the Lord wants to do. Wow. Powerful. And will do. Powerful, powerful stuff. And I just want to remind everybody, this is our prophetic moment in our podcast. If you would like to learn to hear God's voice, if you would like to learn to hear God personally speak to you and use you to speak to others, if you believe that that is a ministerial call on your life or that you have that gift, we would love to help you and train you. We have been training people in this part of the fivefold ministry for over 35 years, effective, mature, accountable, and uh, not just gifts building, but character building. And so I really encourage you to go online to uh, talk.org and uh, visit and see that we have a new upcoming course, Foundations in the Prophetic. Pastor Tony will be teaching that online. Yes. There'll be live sessions. There'll be pre-recorded sessions from our school in the uh, New York City uh, region. And there'll also be online assignments and interaction, even, um, you know, uh, activations because... I tell you what, this shutdown has forced the church to become a little bit more innovative yep. with how they reach people. And so the four walls aren't, you know, enough anymore. We're taking it through the interweb to the world. So I would encourage you to go to talk.org and you can find out more information or you can go to soapny.org to find out more information. And uh, yeah, really, really just seek the Lord and find out if he would like you to sign up because we know that it's going to be beneficial and we look forward to adding this to many more courses that are going to be on our new SOAP online campus. And I'll be um, teaching on Friday, seeing God in all. How timely. Wow. And like I said, just finishing this episode, this episode started a little bit, you know, with an inquiring, but it ended with boldness. Mm -hmm. And we are coming up to Pentecost. What better time to get bold and infilled with the Holy Spirit boldness, because that's what the Holy Spirit did. He came upon them and he filled them with boldness. And then they were sent out. Yeah. And so, you know, let's pray into that. Let's pray into that boldness that the church is going to release in this coming season. And we might even see things open up sooner because our prayers will change the atmosphere. Don't you agree, Dr. Oh, Revan? Cry out. Yep. Cry out. Cry out to the Lord. Yeah. That was the word. Make it personal, your cry, and, and your, then make him personal, his cry. I think it comes down to our prayers count. Mm. It's the only thing that really counts now. Wow. This has been one amazing portal. We love you. We're going to see you soon. We say that in faith. Signing off from Pastor Nate. Pastor Tony. Pastor, oh, Dr. Robin. And you've been listening to Portals. Bye-bye.